Today is Monday, December the 4th, 2023. I have lots to cover on today's show. How are Canada's big banks doing? I'm gonna cover the latest earnings, including billions worth of bonuses. Immigration is outpacing jobs and our unemployment rate is up. What will the Bank of Canada do with rates on Wednesday? Let's get started with today's news. All of the big banks here in Canada have now reported their Q4 2023 earnings. I'm gonna give you a full summary of the key facts that I think you should know couple of common themes that are running through almost all of the banks is spiking expenses. You're going to see that coming up. Big expenses this quarter. Also higher provisions for credit losses as they're worried about people not being able to pay their loans as they come up. So let's go through each of these banks and I'm going to start with them ranked by market cap starting with the largest. So let's start with the Royal Bank. In the fourth quarter, the profit beat analyst expectations. Earnings for Q4 of 2023 were $4.1 billion. That's $2.90 per share. Earnings for Q4 a year ago were $3.9 billion or $2.74 per share. Adjusted earnings per share of $2.78. So that beat analyst expectations of adjusted per share earnings of $2.65. Now, a few details from the report. Revenue for Royal uh, rose 4% to $13 billion. Expenses, as I mentioned, were also up 13%. They came in at $8.14 billion. RBC set aside a $720 million provision uh, for credit losses. That includes $194 million for loans that are actually still being repaid, but are considered to be at risk. In the same quarter last year, they set aside $381 million in provisions. They also raised their dividend to $1.38 per share. Now, moving on to Toronto Dominion Bank, they missed expectations this report. Their earnings came in at $2.9 billion, $1.49 per share. That is down from the $6.67 billion or $3.62 per share that came in a year ago. Adjusted earnings per share, $1.83 per share. Analysts were expected a per share adjusted amount of $1.91. TD raised its dividend to $1.02 per share, and that is up from $0.96 cents previously. Some of the details from TD's report. They also had higher expenses, as, as similar to Royal Bank. That was also coupled with lower capital markets earnings. Total revenue for the company fell 16% to $13.1 billion, and expenses were up 20%. Uh, for the quarter up $7.9 billion. TD set aside $878 million in provisions for credit losses. That was actually lower than what analysts had expected. That also included $150 million against loans that are still being repaid. During the year, um, TD terminated its acquisition, its planned acquisition with, with First Horizon in the US. And under the terms of the agreement, TD will make a $200 million cash payment uh, to First Horizon. That is in addition to the $25 million fee reimbursement uh, that was due pursuant to the uh, merger agreement. Also, TD is still expecting fines or other penalties related to the ongoing investigation uh, by the U.S. Department of Justice. And this relates to anti-money laundering practices. Bank of Montreal is next. Q4 earnings of 2023 were $1.6 billion. That's $2.06 per share. Earnings a year ago were $4.5 billion or $6.51 per share. Adjusted earnings per share, $2.81. Now, analysts' expectations here were $2.86 a share. BMO raised their dividend to $1.51 per share. Some of the details from their report, total revenue fell to $8.4 billion for the quarter. That is down from $10.6 billion that they reported last year. Also, expenses were up $5.7 billion, and that's up from $4.8 billion a year ago. Like the other banks, provisions for credit losses were up. They came in at $446 million. 
That compares with $226 million uh, a year ago. The bank highlighted some significant costs that are associated with the integration of Bank of the West, which BMO uh, bought in March of this year. The conversion to BMO was uh, completed over the Labor Day holidays, so that brings the costs into this quarter. Bank of Nova Scotia next. Their earnings for Q4 2023 were $1.4 billion, or $1.02 per share. That compares with earnings of $2.1 billion, or $1.63 per share a year ago. Adjusted earnings per share of $1.26 this quarter, and analyst expectations were $1.65 per share there. The dividend for Bank of Nova Scotia remains unchanged at $1.06 per share. Some of the details from this report. The biggest change during the year, of course, was the hiring of their new CEO, Scott Thompson, uh, back in January. This is an unusual move uh, where an outsider was brought in uh, to lead the bank. Thompson moved over from his position as CEO over at Finning. So quite a different uh, quite type of business. For the bank, revenue in the fourth quarter was actually up 9% to $8.3 billion. Um, expenses, though, were up a whopping 22% to $5.5 billion. Scotiabank set aside $1.3 billion in provisions for credit losses including almost half, a third of that, $454 million against loans that are still being repaid. The company also took a $590 million charge related to a 3% cut in its uh, workforce and also trimming back on its real estate premises. Next up, CIBC. Earnings for the quarter were $1.48 billion, $1.53 per share. That compares with earnings of $1.185 billion a year ago or $1.26 per share. Adjusted earnings per share are $1.57. In this case, they beat. Analyst expectations were $1.55 per share. The company also declared a dividend of $0.90 cents per share. That's up $0.03. Cents. Now, some of the details for this quarter. Revenue in the quarter was up, actually, 8% year-over-year to $5.8 billion. And they bucked the trend. Expenses were actually down 1%. They came in at $3.4 billion. Uh, the bank reported its provisions for credit losses of $541 million in the quarter. And that was less than analysts had expected. And most of this is earmarked for loans that are already past due. Only $63 million was allocated against loans that are performing, but are considered that they may go bad in the future. National Bank, now it beat analyst estimates. The earnings for Q4 2023 were $768 million. That's $2.14 a share. Earnings a year ago were $738 million. That's $2.08 per share. Adjusted earnings per share were $2.44, and that beat the expectations of $2.25 per share. They raised their dividend to $1.06 per share. Some of the details from National Bank, their revenues were actually up 11% this year. They came in at $2.6 billion. Expenses, they increased also 19%, coming in at $1.6 billion. Uh, in this case, the bank highlighted higher salaries. They uh, highlighted technology costs as the key drivers here. Uh, the bank also set aside $115 million in provisions for credit losses, which was lower than what analysts had expected. This included $52 million against loans that are being repaid at the moment, but are deemed to be at risk. And this compares with $29 million in provisions that they had back in Q4 of 2022. With National Bank, the capital markets profit was up 40% in the quarter, coming in at $284 million. Now, you might think after what I just went through with the bank's earnings report the past quarter that year-end bonuses would be pretty low this year. Well, you would be wrong. Collectively, the six biggest Canadian banks set aside $21.2 billion. $21.2 billion uh, for bonus pay in the fiscal year that just ended in October 
31st, and this is up 9% from 2022. Now, as is almost always the case here, most of the compensation is paid to employees who work in the capital markets group. So this includes traders, it includes analysts, uh, investment bankers, and the like. Um, let's see where these bonuses are going. At the Royal Bank, they allocated $7.6 billion for compensation. That is a 6.7% increase year over year. Um, at least with uh, RBC, profit in the capital markets group was up. It was up 23% from last year. Um, over at Toronto Dominion Bank, $4.1 billion was set aside as an incentive pay. Uh, that's up 23% last year. In this case, profit from the capital markets division was actually down 42% from last year. At the Bank of Montreal, $3.6 billion was allocated for performance-based pay, up 12% from last year. CIBC, they saw $2.5 billion allocated for bonuses. This is up marginally, I guess you'd say, from 2.2% last year. Bank of Nova Scotia, they set aside $2.08 billion in performance-based pay, which is an increase of 4% from last year. And in this case, the bank's capital market profit uh, fell 7% during the course of the year. And finally, uh, National Bank of Canada, they set aside what seems to be a paltry uh, $1.3 billion for bonuses. And that is up a very, very slim 0.2% from last year. One of the things that's uh, really difficult for new investors is just to sort of get the confidence you need to, uh, to make good investment decisions. In some cases, even to take those first steps. And people often feel alone and don't know where to turn to to share ideas. And I'll say, even as an investment advisor, for many, many years when I was in the business, I had a group of other advisors that I would bounce ideas off and we would, we would share our thoughts. If this sounds like you, um, have a look at the social app Blossom. Currently, there are 70,000 members across Canada that share ideas, thoughts, uh, strategies that just might give you some confidence and support, that's the key here, uh, to make your move um, in the investment journey. I was just on the app a while ago this morning checking my thoughts on all of the uh, bank earnings. I own TD Bank, I own uh, RBC, so it's also good to hear what others have to say. The app is free, you just go ahead and download it, you sign up. If you're interested in keeping track of my trades for whatever reason, my portfolio, my username on the platform is Mark B, so M-A-R-C-B, and you can keep up to date on what I'm doing. The latest employment numbers are out for Canada, and year to date, the number of unemployed people in our country has gone up by 197,000 people, currently coming in at roughly 1.2 million people now. According to Statistics Canada, the unemployment rate uh, is now 5.8%. That's for the month of November, and that is a slight increase from the 5.7 that we saw back in October. Um, in the month, there were almost 25,000 new positions uh, that were created, and that is an increase uh, from the 17,500 positions that we saw created back in October. Now, so far in 2023, the labor market has seen a net gain of 430,000 positions. The obvious reason here for the increasing unemployment is that the jobs aren't being created at the same rate or the same pace that newcomers are uh, joining the labor force. So far in 2023, the population aged 15 years or older has risen by around 870,000 people, and that's just simply outpacing the supply of jobs. Um, as of November, we have seen a 37% drop in job vacancies. That's compared with the most recent peaks that we saw back in 2022. The current number of total vacant positions is around 632,000. That's the lowest now we've seen since February of 2021. If we take a quick look at the specific sectors, in November, we saw 28,000 new jobs in the manufacturing sector. We saw 16,000 jobs created in construction. On the flip side, we saw declines of almost 27,000 positions in the wholesale and retail trade space. We saw a loss of roughly 18,000 jobs in finance, insurance, and real estate. And this is now four consecutive months of declining jobs in those sectors. 
Looking ahead to Wednesday on this week, the Bank of Canada will be announcing its interest rate decision. It's very widely expected that they will be holding the policy rates at the current uh, 5% level. A lot of the data that's been coming out has appears to be pointing to, at a minimum, a pause in the uh, further rate increases, but in a best case scenario, possible cuts starting in 2024. If we look today at the uh, interest rate swap market, there's currently a 60% chance that the bank will start cutting rates in March of 2024. The bank governor is having to walk a very fine line, obviously, between keeping a relatively uh, you know, optimistic tone, keeping people happy, but also reminding us of the possibility that if these economic numbers turn against us, that there's still the possibility of further rate hikes. More and more, though, it looks like we may be past the tightening cycle. Here's what Governor Macklem had to say in November. The 1970s showed us that very, the very high cost of entrenched inflation, and we know we need to avoid that danger this time round. That brings me to the second advantage we have. This time, we responded forcefully to high inflation from the start, and we are resolute in our commitment to complete the job. We began increasing interest rates in March 2022 and raised our policy rate more than four percentage points in eight consecutive steps, including a 100 basis point increase in July of 2022. After our rate increase in January this year, we paused to take stock. We were clear when we held our policy rate steady in March and April that we're, we were using this pause to assess whether we had raised interest rates enough to get inflation back to target. When we saw the downward momentum and underlying inflation stall, we raised our rates twice more in June and July, bringing the policy rate to its current 5%. This tightening of monetary policy is working and interest rates may now be restrictive enough to get us back to price stability. But if high inflation persists, we are prepared to raise our policy rate further. Looks like we may be through the worst, but we'll have to see how the data comes out in the coming months. Uh, the bank will announce on Wednesday, and at this point, um, anything other than holding where they are is going to be a bit of a shock. Coming up later in the week, uh, tomorrow we have the Global Services PMI numbers coming out for Canada. On Wednesday, as I just uh, mentioned, we have uh, the Bank of Canada's policy announcement. Thursday, another bank is reporting. Laurentian Bank of Canada will be putting out its numbers. Then on Friday, we have the U.S. Uh, unemployment or U.S. employment number for the month of November. And the uh, U.S. University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index for December comes out as well. And we will see reporting uh, from Canadian Western Bank. As always, I will put a link in this video for our Investing Academy. Really appreciate you watching. We'll see you on Wednesday.